Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network, a station dedicated to the concept that all manifestations of the divine are equally valid. Join Reverend Terry Power HP, Robin McKean, and all the hosts for programming covering a wide range of spiritual topics right here on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Ujvala Radio, a show dedicated to love and passion, and the power they have to transform our lives. Now, find a comfortable place to sit, relax, and enjoy the show. And now, here's Terry and Robin. Unity Radio Network. I am uh, Reverend Terry Power, and I am joined tonight, and uh, as all wonderful nights in my life, by my amazing and beautiful uh, wife and best friend. Hi, Robin. <laughs> Hi, honey. You do that every week, and it's so cute. <laughs> and I uh, will keep doing it because you know because I love you, and my I world is a better too. place for you. So. Mm-hmm. So anyway. I uh, always have, um, you know, I have always enjoyed you being on the show with me since before we were even a couple. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, we can trace the history of us through the radio show, really. That is true. That is true. <laughs> so, you know, how can I not be excited when you're here? So, anyway, <laughs> so welcome, everybody. Uh, we are uh, continuing our conversation tonight. On, uh, you know, Ayurvedic eating, uh, we're eating in an Ayurvedic way uh, to, um, you know, reduce uh, anxiety. You know, it, it is so incredible to me. And Robin's getting ready to talk, so I'm going. I'm going to give a brief intro here. But it is incredible to me how much food can affect how we feel. And we're going to do a meditation. Uh, Robin will tell me when she's ready for it. Uh, but I'm going to do one of my guided meditations. And um, we did it last week. And we're going to do it again this week to connect the body and the mind and the messages in the body. And uh, it's incredible. Uh, learning everything that we are learning uh, at the uh, Yoga Veda Institute has just been a eye-opening, enlightening even, since we're seeking, seeking enlightenment. Um, through our spiritual practices, I think uh, enlightenment is an, enlightened is a good word. Um, uh, just how much food affects 
uh, everything in our lives, uh, from our well-being to our moods uh, to our general health, and how much um, how much of modern disease is um, related back to our um, ways of eating in the modern world. And uh, I think that's pretty much it. So I'm going to let Robin talk for a bit. Uh, my love, darling, I'll get out of the way. Hi, yeah. Okay. Thank you very much, my dear. Thank you. I love you. Um, all right. So last week we were talking about uh, foods and how they can affect our mood and the way that those foods affect our body, uh, affects our mind. And I talked a little bit about the vagus nerve, and that's V-A-G-U-S. And there's a lot of um, new um, research going into the vagus nerve. It was always sort of this odd thing that nobody quite understood, sort of like the appendix. And we'll probably find out that does something amazing too. And the, 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 the vagus nerve um, is the longest nerve in the body, and it, it actually connects, and well, it interfaces really, I guess is a better way of putting this, the parasympathetic uh, systems in the, in, the, in the gut. I'm trying to like put this as, as layman, in as layman terms as I can. And it also um, uh, interfaces with the heart and the lungs. So it's really the main feeder to the brain of information of that's going on in the body. So there is this mechanical system already in our bodies that is telling the brain what's going on in the gut and how it's affecting the rest of the body. And all of that is predicated on the food that we eat. You know, the way it happens, and we don't think about this very often, is you eat food. And then that food is broken down by your body into nutrients that it is seeking, things that it needs, you know, vitamin A and C and iron and minerals and potassium and magnesium and stuff, all that stuff. And then the, the, uh, the body will feed those nutrients to the individual cells in your body. And a lot of the other stuff gets put, thrown to the, uh, to the liver and, and then ultimately into your kidneys or your lower intestines, and it's expelled from the body. However, a lot of the foods that we eat today have a lot of toxins, things that the body doesn't know what to do with. If you turn a box or a can and you're eating stuff on that, that box or can in the ingredient label, and it's not pronounceable, <laughs> or it's not easily recognizable by you and you have to sound it out or it's got 16 different syllables, your body probably doesn't know what to do with it either. So because it's obviously something that's, you know, chemically based, it's not naturally occurring, it's not, right. you know. Poly unpropylated something, butyl something, right. and right. Yeah. Right. So it's probably not something you really want to put into your body because your body doesn't know what things build up. They build up in your fat tissues. They build up in your liver. They build up in, um, you know, your end, your uh, lymph node system. Um, and these are all places that are in charge of cleaning toxins out of the body. And we talked a, a few weeks ago about dinacharya, and one of the things that is important in dinacharya is self-massage. And part of that is to activate the lymph system, the lymph nodes. And move, helping the lymph nodes move toxins out of our body. But then probably you have to have lived under a rock if you haven't heard about, you know, everybody in the world is doing cleansing their liver these days. And this is why, because these toxins build up in our body. And all these toxins running around in your body, guess what? 
your brain can sense chemicals. What does the brain do? It makes chemicals. So it senses all these like weird chemicals in the body and the toxins back up and it affects the brain function. So we have things like anxiety and depression and obsessive compulsive disorder. And, you know, I can, I could go on and on about all the, you know, the things that it can affect. And all the stuff that we only, all the stuff we only have in the modern era, or at least Mm -hmm. at at this level, you know, the the Mm -hmm. percentages of people that have some diagnosis for something mm-hmm. is tremendous, and it all comes in the modern era. And it's not a yeah. it's not a crime of of um, you know a, a, a crime of uh, you know, uh, diagnosis. It's not like oh well, we just now have a name for it. No, this is stuff that didn't exist, and it yeah, only just, exists now. I just read a very interesting statistic. 25 years ago, diabetes was non-existent in India because most people 25 years ago in India were still eating the traditional Ayurvedic diet, traditional Indian diet. Well, within the last 25 years, what has happened is, particularly in places like Mumbai, um, they have McDonald's, they have fast foods of other types, they have prepackaged and boxed foods, and they're, they're joining the Western you know, culture and our Western diet. And diabetes is the number one killer of people in India. They have higher incidence of uh, diabetes even than the United States. We are, I think, number six in the world. Well, I think India is number one. So, um, that, I mean, that's just an amazing statistic. I mean, that is one generation that that has turned around. And if it's it's such a uh, obvious you know, obvious thing about, well, look, they changed their diet and now look, all these people have diabetes. They're eating all this prepackaged food. And, and they're also seeing things like depression and anxiety and the things that we are rampant in our own, our own culture, our own, you know, and a lot of it is diet caused. Now, yeah, I have a friend, I, <laughs> I have a friend uh, whose name I won't mention, I know who is probably at home listening to this going, I have told you a million times, mental illness is not related to what you eat, but it is. It's been proven. And I'm not saying saying people who are schizophrenic or people who have some sort of, you know, innate, you know, born with it, chemical imbalance. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about common anxiety and depression um, that's very common these days. And this is always to work in concert with. Isn't it easier to eat better food and perhaps not need to take a medication that may have side effects that are not wonderful for you. Then oh, we'll take and, a pill for the side effects. It will be okay. Well, and be able to control it this way rather than having to take pills all the time. And, and you know, medications, as again, I said, you know, <laughs> side effects um, and anything we take, you know, our liver and our kidneys, it's very hard on them uh, to take artificial medications. So, you know, if, if you have a choice, let's see, I can control it with a diet or I can take this medication. I, I would think most people would look at it and say, yeah, let me, let me figure out what I'm doing wrong in my diet. And, and maybe you'll, if you fix your diet, maybe you might still need some medication, but maybe it won't be as much. So these things should work in concert. So to my friend I know who's listening at home, rolling her eyes at me, <laughs> try it before you roll your eyes 
and see if it doesn't help. And if it doesn't help, okay, fine, keep taking the medication. But this is not going to hurt you, changing the food that you eat, incorporating more spices <laughs> that are good for you and, and unique to you. See, this is the other problem is everybody can take the same pill, but not everybody in their diet can eat the same foods because well, we're each well, unique works of art. Well, let me, let me jump in here for a second because even if you read all of the fine print on all of these drugs – and it talks about the percentage of people that had this effect, the percentage of people that had that effect, and this percentage and that percentage, and all of these different things in this efficacy test. And you know, and you know, ten thousand people tried this, you know, blind, double blind, whatever. And you start realizing that as unique as we talk about Ayurvedic diets being, these drugs are just as unique in their effect on people. But we don't take that into account. We just say, oh, well, you're one of the 2% that has this side effect. Here's another pill. We don't know what that's going to do, but we'll deal with that later. Take this extra pill. And, and it's, all, it's all about uniqueness, but we don't in, you know, in, in Western medicine, we're not treating the individual. We're treating the disorder, and we're not treating the person. We're not helping the person, and that just – it blows me away. Ayurveda treats the person, and that's the biggest difference. Sorry, I'll yeah. step down off my soapbox now. That's fine. Um, <laughs> so because we're all unique works of art and we're all very different and individual, Ayurveda takes that into account. And it says, well, you know, let's look at what we're made of, what our bodies, you know, physically, what are we made of? And we're made of the elements, Right. The space, air, fire, water, earth. I mean, all of we have elements of all that in, inside our, our bodies all the time. And so when we're born into this world, kind of like, think of it almost like uh, you're born a Sagittarius or you're born a Leo, right? Um, you're born a certain, you're born into a certain elemental makeup. You're Prakruti. And um, it's unique everybody so it's again space air fire water and earth uh, and in order to follow the universe's uh, perfect doshic makeup that it it made just for you um, we need to make sure that we keep that in balance otherwise once we get out of balance with, the, with that doshic elemental makeup of our body it can cause disease it can cause other serious side effects and and it's it's not hard to do so if you if you if you go to um our website at some point in the future we will have a little test to determine your dosha. It's very simple, it's like maybe ten, twenty questions, I don't know, but it's very simple. Um and it'll tell you what your dosha doshic makeup is. Um so what you might find even, out we might even be dosha, having we might even be having a little class that will take you even deeper than the quiz. But give me a few more weeks. Okay. Yeah, I would love to do that. Um, so, but so once you find out, you know, if you're if you're predominantly uh, the earth element, um, and you be kapha, then um, and earth is heavy and it's damp and it's cold and it's thick and solid, and so you'd want to stick to a diet of things that are opposite of that, foods that are light and dry and warm and warm spices and soups and 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 you know 
um, I'm sorry, dry, <laughs> dry, soups are not dry. Um, <laughs> but you want to, you'd want to stick to foods that are light and dry and warm. And you would provide, that would provide you with your optimal nutritional uh, balance for your element that your body is craving. And remember we talked about the mind-body connection. You've got to listen to your body. Um, and so if you found out that you were predominantly uh, the water element and you think about water, water is wet and cold and it's, it's heavy, it's very heavy for its, its dense. Um, and it's best practice for, for somebody who is predominantly a water element would be to stick to foods that are, again, dry, warm, and light. So you want to stick to things that are like kind of the opposite so that you're always balancing that, right? Um, and both water and earth elements are the kapha dosha. And if your dosha is mostly kapha or earth and water, you'll simply thrive in a diet of light, warm, and dry foods. The fire element is hot. It's sharp. It's dry. Um, and if you have predominantly a fire element, you'd want to stick to foods that are cooling in nature. So some dairy products, um, Cucumbers, wonderful cooling. Lime juice squeezed on your food, wonderful cooling food. And, and also these are things that have, what did we talk about last week? Prana. They have life force. So if you, let's say you, you are eating something that's, you know, maybe Ayurveda doesn't really even want you to eat leftover food, like stuff you made yesterday or the day before because they feel that the, the prana goes out of it. But, you know, that's not always budget friendly. So, so, but if you want to bring some life back to that food that maybe you had last night for dinner and today you're having it for lunch, maybe squeeze a little fresh lime on it or some fresh lemon juice or add some fresh cilantro that you've just cut up. There are ways to bring a little more life force into that food. So, um, oh, but anyway, let me go back. I'm, I'm doing the cooking thing again. I can always, I always get back to whatever it is, I always get back to the cooking thing. Um, so the fire element is hot, sharp, and dry. And if you have a predominantly fire element, you'd want to stick to foods that are cooling in nature. And that's how we start talking like cucumbers and limes and yogurt. Um, and if you're predominant in the fire element, you'll also want to balance your pita dosha, which is pita, fire is pita, by eating those cooling foods. And they are things that are easier to digest. Um, so you have to... Uh, they're going to be more more easily digested by somebody who's pitadosha. And the elements air and space are light, they are dry, and they are cold. By listening to the universe, you can balance those qualities of vata dosha by eating a diet that is heavy, moist, and warm. Now we talk about soups and stews um, and then certain warming spices. And, you know, and when we, in the West, when we think of warming spices, I think if I ask somebody what's a warming spice, most people would say cinnamon. So, yeah, cinnamon, but there are others as well. There's, you know, uh, there's uh, cumin, which is really great, and black pepper is a wonderful detoxification. I'm sorry? I was just saying pepper, pepper. You yeah. like pepper. Yeah, or even, yeah, black pepper, cayenne pepper. But black pepper is, a, is considered in Ayurveda one of the number one um, spices to help you detoxify. And the way Ayurvedics works, is really not so much, I mean, it is some cures. Like if, they, if you feel like you're not feeling well, you can go to the Ayurvedic practitioner and get the, um, you know, a, a, they'll tell you here's this, you know, herbal blend. We want you to take this or we want you to drink this or we want you to, and, and you know, or spread this particular jelly on your toast in the morning. Um, they, <clears throat> they have all sorts of things 
uh, for these, you know, if you're not feeling well in some way or another. But basically what they're doing is they're trying to tell you by eating these things on a daily basis that it helps you to maintain good health, which is part of this. And I'm not saying that everybody should run right out right now and, and go buy, you know, a ton of pepper and start putting all kinds of black pepper in their food. No. But if you're eating it consistently every day a little bit, and the best way to eat pepper is obviously freshly cracked pepper. And the flavor is so yeah. different. Um, and, you know, the, the ground pepper in the, in the can that everybody buys has probably been sitting on the shelf for a year um, since packaging and since being ground. And it, it doesn't taste at all like freshly cracked pepper. So really, it would and hurt all you. the all, all the piranha's gone anyway. All the piranha exactly. disappeared when it was ground. Right. So, again, going back to the piranha, and also the the detoxifying quality is going to be greater in freshly cracked pepper. And this is true of many spices. So, like if you were going to do nutmeg, I would recommend get a whole nutmeg and and take a little um, microplaner. And microplane it into your cup of coffee or your mug of hot chocolate or, you know, into whatever else you might be putting in your apple pie or whatever. Um, so, but this, this, this is all, again, about going back to sort of a whole foods, fresh foods, and making sure that what you're eating is affecting your body in a positive way and not a negative way. And if you remember last week, we talked a little bit about you know, your body being held prisoner by the decisions your mind makes, you know, that second sec, that second piece of pie or that fourth margarita, you know, the next day your body's going to pay for it. You know, you're going to get on the scale the next day after a couple of too many pieces of pie and be like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have had that, you know, piece of pie. Or maybe right after you eat that second piece of pie, you don't feel so good. <laughs> you got to sit down and go, oh, I shouldn't eat that. And then, you know, that fourth drink, we all know, next morning, hangover, you know. <laughs> so, Crime, crimes against um, good judgment. That's right. So um, so we've talked briefly and, and very superficially about what your element, you know, your predominant element is in your body. Uh, and some people can be more than one element. You can be combination kapha pitta. You can be combination vata pitta. You can, there's all kinds of combinations. And that's why I say it's unique to you and how much of one or the other element is going to make you uh, unique. And so, of course, the question I get all the time is how, how can, if everybody in my family is different, how can I make food that's not going to be crazy where I'm not making like six different things for everybody? And that's where all those, those condiments come in. You know, if you've ever seen or gone to like an Indian restaurant or gone to a Thai restaurant, um, or even you know even in like uh, Japanese and and Orient and any other Oriental culture, uh, Southeast Asia, tons of different kinds of condiments on the tables, bitters, and things that are bitter and things that are spicy, hot, things that are sweet, things that are cooling. You know, I think of raita in an Indian restaurant. It's like the yogurt with the cucumbers in it. So if you've got something too spicy on your plate, you put that on, and it helps with the spice. Um, or they have their mint the little mint chutney and they have the sweet mango chutney and they have the onion chutney that's like a pungent. So all these things can be added to your food to enhance your digestibility of that food, make keeping your dosha in balance. That's why 
all these condiments. And you go to the Indian restaurant and they put down all these things on your table. You're, you're thinking to yourself, what do I need all this stuff for? Isn't the food seasoned well enough? Well, no, it's to make it good for you as opposed to the person sitting next to you. Good for your brother or your right. you know, because or it's, sister it's or a, your husband a, or wife. Right. It's at a core level that they understand in their culture that everybody needs different things in their diet. And so that's why they put all these condiments on the table. Um, so by connecting to the elemental composition of your diet as it relates to your very unique needs, you can find those foods that are going to be perfect for your, your unique digestive system. Each food category is mostly made up of one or more of the elements. For example, fruits are mostly water and earth. Water and earth is cold and heavy and damp. And if you're mostly air and space, and fire, you should eat plenty of fruits. Ayurveda also recommends that if you eat fruit, you're eating a piece of fruit. Don't mix it with a lot of other things, but that's, you know, different for every dosha. So you won't know really about that, but that's like a general rule of thumb. So if you're going to have a piece of fruit, have a piece of fruit. But don't put a lot of fruit in, in your salad. Don't put fruit next to meat, cooked meat, um, and that sort of thing. So root vegetables are also, uh, are, are mostly earth and water. So if you were uh, somebody who was mostly air, fire, and space, those would be good for you to eat, the root vegetables like carrots and turnips, um, radishes, those kinds of things. Grains, grains are mostly air and space, and if you were mostly fire and water, and the earth element, they all do well with grains. Nuts, seeds, and legumes. Oh, look at me, I can't even talk. Legumes. Yeah, legumes are mostly air and space elements. So people with earth, water, and fire elements can eat plenty of these dry nuts and seeds. Oils, oils are heavy and dense and cloudy, mostly uh, aligned with the earth element. And so people who are mostly air and space do really well with additional oil in their diet. And fruits uh, are mostly water and earth. And so uh, people with predominantly air and space as well as fire thrive on lots of fresh, juicy, heavy fruits in their diet. Fruits like bananas and papayas, melons, et cetera, are rich in the elements of water and earth. So on the contrary, People with the same elemental combination of mostly water and earth, or as we would say, kapha, predominant, would feel sluggish and slow and tired and can even experience weight gain um, with these heavy, heavy, juicy fruits. I know that seems uh, counterintuitive because in, in the West we tell everybody, oh, you want to be on a diet, you want to lose weight, eat fruits and vegetables. And here it's saying that if you're kapha, um, that even eating fruit, can have you put weight on. If water and earth elements are predominant in you, you can favor fruits that have more qualities of air and space, uh, more dry, light fruits, such as apples, sour grapes, and cherries. And um, they're not so heavy, and they're not as juicy as some of those other fruits we mentioned earlier. Uh, so by looking at the elemental combination of each vegetable in general, we can listen to the universe and see if these foods are right for us and obviously listening to your body, trying to understand what's happening inside. And if you are predominantly air and space element, you would eat vegetables that are mostly earth and water. 
So heavy earthy root vegetables are most balancing for those with too much air and space. And if you were predominantly fire, you'd favor cooling vegetables, cucumbers, earthy root vegetables, and foods with air and space are going to be cooling and balancing when too much fire is present. So this goes, I, I could, we could talk some, a lot more about this, but I can see that we're at the halfway mark here. And what I'd really like to do is have Terry do his um, uh, meditation for us because we're, we're talking right. about, you know, this mind-body connection, right? And I really want everybody yep. to experience he, what he's doing tonight is a very short version of this. Uh, if you go to the website, there's a longer version of this. Um, so um, this is just sort of like that, it's like a taste, I guess, so that you can start well, to walk this path yourself and, and move forward with creating a relationship from the mind to the body and the body to, to your mind. And it's so important for good health. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to give it to Ted. Well, all right. Well, this will be part of uh, a couple of programs that are being worked on. Um, it won't be just immediately available for download in its in its larger form. But um, anyway, we will uh, we will have a chance uh, for you. You will have a chance to get to the full version of it at some point. But right now, what I would like for you to do is find a position where you can sit still for three or four or five minutes, and get comfortable. Settle in. Close your eyes. And become aware of your breathing. Breathe in and breathe out. Now take a deep breath in through your nose. Hold it for a second and let it out through your mouth. A second deep breath, deeper than the last. Hold it for two seconds and let it out through your mouth. Just take one last deep breath and really fill your lungs. Hold it for three seconds and let it out. Now continue to breathe deeply and easily. Focus on your breathing. Focus on the sound of my voice. Relax your thinking mind. And focus on your breathing. And focus on my words. Now become aware of your digestive system. This is the engine that fuels your body. See the food as it enters the system. See it being converted into the nutrients and energy for your body. See those nutrients and the energy as it moves out into all the parts of your body. And see and hear the messages as they're coming back to your body, coming back to your digestive system. Listen to those messages coming back. Is your body receiving the nutrients that it needs? Is it getting enough? Is it getting too much? 
there something missing in your diet? Listen to these messages. Now see the nutrients as they travel down your legs to your feet and toes. What messages are coming back from there? Now see the energy moving out into your arms and hands and fingers. Hear the messages coming back. Now let's look to the internal organs. See the energy going to your colon. Hear the messages coming back. Your sex organs, your liver, your kidneys, your spleen, your heart. Listen to all of these messages as they come back from your body to your digestive system. Now see those nutrients and energies as they move up into your throat, into your head. Always listening to the messages coming back from your body. Now become aware of your emotions. Take a moment and listen to your emotions. How do the foods that you're eating affect your state of mind and your well-being? Do the foods make you feel anxious? Do they make you feel scattered? Do they make you feel peaceful? Listen. Now that we've gotten used to listening to the messages from our body, it's time to return. And when we get back, we'll feel refreshed, empowered by this experience, and peaceful. Now we'll count to three, and on the count of three, we will be back in our rooms listening to this show. One, feel your body as it rests. Begin to feel it weight. Feel the weight of it. Become aware of the room where you're resting. Two. Now feel the surface where you're resting. Feel your body. Ease into it, like putting a jumpsuit on. And three. You're fully back in your body, back in your room, listening to the show. Open your eyes now. Stretch. Move around a little bit to adjust and get back to yourself. All right. While you process what you've experienced, I think we're going to take a very short break and let you uh, let you process uh, these messages. And we'll come back and talk about all of this in just a couple of minutes. And we'll be right back after this. Stick around.
thank you for listening to Ujvala Radio on the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. And now, back to the show. And welcome back, everybody. This is Reverend Power, Terry Power, and you are listening to Ujvala Radio on the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. And uh, before the break, uh, we were talking about how food... Um, you know, affects us, and um, she was talking about the different body compositions and our elemental makeups, and um, Robin asked me to do a guided meditation to help connect mind and body and listen to our messages uh, that the body's sending back to us. Um, so, uh, hope hope everybody got something cool out of that and um, a little bit of enlightenment. I want to remind everybody that we do have a chat room if you have a blog talk radio account, it's free. You can just go and uh, sign up for a uh, blog talk radio account, and uh, you can join us in the chat room. Uh, sometimes there's interesting conversations going on there that have nothing to do with the conversation going on on the air. Uh, we've had that experience before. And uh, sometimes some great questions come from the chat room, or you can call in at 646 646- Five six four nine seven one four, and ask any of your questions, and uh, and ask them live on the air, or tell them in the screening room, and we'll uh, try to get your questions answered. So, anyway, with all of that said, I'm going to turn it back over to my lovely and talented wife, Robin. How's it going over there? <laughs> I'm doing very well. All right. So, so where were we? Okay. Yeah, that's just exactly what I was trying to. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about um, foods, you know, uh, grains and fruits and what's good for which doshas. Um, and so, you know, after the meditation, I'm hoping that you had a little bit of insight and that the, the universe, you allowed the universe to tell you exactly, you know, what, you're, what you need to eat um, and how, to, how it's best eaten for you. So you may be thinking to yourself, well, because I'm Papa, you know, I can't eat certain things. That's not necessarily true. Um, You can change the elemental makeup of certain foods, not only by adding content, but also, you know, cooking them or not, or eating them raw, depending on what you're trying to achieve. Uh, You can soak nuts or seeds or dried fruits if you need to add the element of water. And that makes it, you know, easier for you to digest if, let's say, you're a high pitta and you want to add some water to cool off that hot fire. Of, and, uh, you know, and so you could, you know, soak the nuts or the, or the dried fruits. And um, so, you, you know, maybe you are uh, too vada, which is air and space. And so in your nuts, in your salad, uh, because it's so light and airy um, and maybe not the best best thing for somebody who's vada, you could add nuts and seeds to ground, sort of ground that salad, which, and, and then you could even add the, fi- the element of fire by wilting the, eating wilted greens instead of fresh, um, which might be a great alternative for somebody who's really high vada, because then you're adding water and fire, uh, which kind of will bring vada down. So change the elemental combination of your foods to be more digestible. Um, and just don't be so rigid in your thinking and think outside the box. And, and I'm sure you could come up with things that will 
uh, help you to do that. And it's really just all about tuning into those elements in your body and the elements in your food and eating the things that will bring balance or the opposite of what you're made of pretty much. And so in the Aviuretic diet, um, we, it allows you to return balance and harmony that was yours at birth. Um, and so you were meant to be healthy and to thrive. So listen to the universe. It's telling you the way. Listen to your body. It is also telling you the way. So let's take a moment uh, and just talk about the importance of oil in our diet. Over the years, um, oil has gotten such a bad rap. And healthy oils like ghee, coconut oil, sesame oil, almond, and avocado oil are, are, are healthy, um, but they're also a necessary, they contain necessary components of nutrition. Um, oils help to reduce bad cholesterol, but also provide necessary components to those with predominantly air and space uh, to be able to digest and assimilate their food properly. Um, air and space people uh, thrive with the, the additional intake of oils in their diet. Uh, and fire, you know, in moderation, earth and water can do very little uh, as it adds too much earth to their body. Um, so, you know, that then after oil, you think, well, what other things? Um, so maybe like what would you drink? What kind of beverage? First of all, let's just say Ayurveda does not embrace sodas of any kind. <laughs> so forget the soda. It's not happening. Um, Ayurveda recommends a few key guidelines for your beverage intake. Have mostly water. So uh, six to eight glasses of water a day. Um, and that's particularly important if you are a kapha, uh, water element, because you need to clean the water in your body. I mean, everybody needs to clean the water in the body by replacing it every day. Um, but if you're mostly fire element, um, you'll, you'll thrive with a, little more, um, with a little more to cook that fire that's going on in your gut. So seven to nine glasses of water. And mostly, if you're mostly air and space, vada, um, you use up water faster than you can hold it. And so I would, so the recommendation is eight to 10 or more glasses of water to, for you. And, and again, this is all pertaining to cleansing your body and how you use the water that's in your body, and, you know, depending on your elemental makeup. So a couple of rules about beverages. Drinking beverages with meals cools down and slows down your digestion. So drink your water or teas 30 minutes before or after a meal. And it's funny because I don't tend to drink fluids with my meal. I usually will drink after or before. It's just something I've always done. And I was, like, surprised by that because people always look at me like, aren't you going to drink your drink? And I'm like, eh, I'm eating. <laughs> um, so avoid degree beverages, soda fruit juices, and other highly processed artificial sugary beverages. These, of course, have very little nutritional value and will clog up your liver. Instead, favor fresh spiced teas and fresh fruit and vegetable juices. So if you have a blender at home, you can make your own strawberry juice and carrot. I mean, one of the great things about having a, a, a smoothie blender um, has been to be able to experiment with different things to put together. And you would be surprised how wonderful it is to take some ginger and a carrot and a couple strawberries and just 
zoom them in a, you know, in a, in a blender. Um, it's just delicious. And it tastes like nothing else. When you, when you take fresh vegetables, fresh fruit, and just put them in the blender and whiz them and then drink it almost immediately, it's delicious. It's, and it's invigorating. Your body, it can, I can almost feel my body going, ah, when I, yeah, you know, yeah, I, more oh, that. wow, I really, yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. yeah exactly. Exactly. Um, so uh, the fresh beverages made with whole fruits and spices are healing, nourishing, and cleansing for your system when taken in moderation. Yeah, I always tell people don't have one with every meal, you know, instead of every meal. If you want to have one in the, in the morning for breakfast or you want to make that your lunch, that's fine in moderation. Um, so let's just kind of go back and review a little bit about what we've talked about over every over both of these shows. And then first, um, we were considering, you know, a unique elemental combination of our bodies and how you can choose foods that are going to be the most nourishing, most balancing, and most importantly, super easy for your body to digest based on your individual and unique needs. And that each one of us is unique and different, as is our perfect diet plan. So funny story here, folks. I know somebody who um, is somewhat overweight and elderly, and she announced to me that she wants to go on an all-starch <laughs> diet. This is apparently a new fad diet that's out there. And I said, well, I really don't think that's a good idea because, you know, starch calls for insulin and you might wind up with some blood sugar issues. You're not very active. The one thing, if you were an athlete doing an all-carb diet, but you're not going to be burning off those carbs. And I, I just, I don't think that's a really great idea. Well, she argued with me. And so we came to a, a detente of she's going to go on this diet and keep a food log of how she, what she ate and how it made her feel for two weeks. So I'm, I'm waiting to hear how this is going to go and I'll, I'll catch you up. But I, I'm actually really concerned about her because, yeah, I know I'm actually really concerned about her because she's, not the kind of person who should be on this kind of diet. Um, but so we'll see. So avoid fad diets because everybody's different. And what works for one person's unique dosha may not work for you. And it doesn't mean that because it worked for them, it's going to work for you. So, and that's another thing, you know, we beat ourselves up. Oh, my friend lost so much weight on this Joe's diet and I can't lose anything. What's wrong with me? I'm so horrible. no, it may just be that that diet's not for you. Move on. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's see. Oh, oh, and as the elements change in our body according to the stages of life, the seasons, even the time of day, we can begin to recognize these differences and make changes in our diets accordingly. For example, from about your late 20s to your early 40s, your pitta time of your life increases that's the fire increases and you think about that that makes sense because that's usually the time when most people are having babies and raising children and, and doing well in their career and they need a lot of energy and they're very forceful and then at, in your early 40s it starts to recede a little bit and we and we start to have a little bit more um uh, vada you know a little more air and space and we start to get a little bit forgetful as we age and all of that it's like the Vata time. So 
you know, you want to be mindful. And, and that's, that's generally why we see senior citizens who want to eat early. They want to eat very small portions and light meals, and they don't eat often. And a lot of that is because that's, that's their VADA increase in their life. And, okay, so the one big thing, if you could take away anything from these last two shows, is to remember in Ayurveda, you are what, rather than saying that you are what you eat, we say you are what you digest. And how we digest has a direct result on our health. Uh, and lastly, I just want to share uh, a few key points to keep in mind. Always eat raw foods with raw foods and cooked foods with cooked foods. So if you want to have a salad with your dinner and then you're going to have cooked meat, cooked foods. Have that salad about 30 minutes prior to eating, um, or have it like they do in Europe. Eat your vegetable, like your raw thing, like that after you've eaten your meal. 30 minutes after, instead of dessert, you know. Um, so if you eat, and the reason they do this is eating raw foods and cooked foods together can sometimes be very difficult to digest, and of course, digestion is key. Always try to eat dairy alone. So if you're going to have that mac and cheese or you're going to have, um, you know, obviously eating mac and cheese is not dairy alone. Um, but if you're, if you're going to have a milkshake or you're going to have a glass of milk or you want to have yogurt or you want to have cottage cheese, eat it alone. Don't eat it with anything else. Avoid mixing into your yogurt. So like, you know, fruit um, or dry cereal, always eat on its own to ease digestion and mixing dairy can increase the fire element so if you're pitta and you don't want to increase your fire you shouldn't do that and always eat fruit on it talked about that and that's to ease digestion never mix seafood um, and dairy yeah and dairy thank you i would say it's a misprint never mix seafood and dairy uh this really isn't a good combo and it is best avoided and um I can tell you that from my own personal experience. <laughs> it just didn't sit well on my stomach at all. Um, so this is like a ton of information over the last two shows. And I, I know that we covered a lot, and we covered it not in depth at all. This is very surface, but this is to get your feet wet, to get you thinking. And um, you know, go ahead and, and find out what your dosha is and – Start to create what you think might be a good for your diet. And if you're going to do this, do exactly what I asked my friend to do. Keep a log. Even if you don't do it every day, maybe at the end of the day. You don't have to do it every meal. I'm not asking you to write down everything. But at the end of the day, maybe write two sentences. Had more energy today. Actually went for a walk. Felt better mentally today. Um, you know, Ate some avocados, whatever. So it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be big. No one else is going to see it but you. But it's just a way of tracking how you're feeling and having. Are you having more good days? You know, are you feeling better than you did? Just a way of tracking it. And like I said, it doesn't have to be a big deal. It doesn't you don't have to go out and buy some you know twenty dollar book to put this in. Go buy yourself a dollar, you know dollar twenty five composition notebook. Everybody has them. You can get them anywhere, especially this time of year with the kids hopefully going back to school. Um, 
and um, just just keep it in the yeah. kitchen or keep it next to your bed stand at night and with a pen and just jot a few lines. It doesn't have to be fancy. And again, it's just for you so that you can figure out how this is all starting to make you feel. Um, so if you have any questions about any of this stuff, you can email me. And my email address is robin at ujvala, A-Y-C, dot com. And Ujvala is spelled U-J-J-A-V-A. No, V-A. I'm sorry. I love you, darling. I'm sorry. I love you. <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm terrible at this. I should <laughs> let you do it. All right. Every time All I right. try to do it, I misspell it. Yeah, so it is Ujvala, A-Y-C, with, at, um, ujvalaayc.com, and that is U-J-J-V-A-L-A-A-Y-C. And the A-Y-C stands for Ayurveda and Yoga Center. Uh, so uh, if you're interested in any of the stuff that you've been hearing and you're curious about you know, learning more, uh, there's a couple of ways that you can do this. Certainly continue to listen to the uh, Ujvala radio. Uh, go to the Ujvala Ayurveda and Yoga Center Facebook page, and you can also check out our finally ready for uh, people to look at it, but not fully where it wants to be yet, our website at www.ujvala. AYC.com. Just like the domain for the email address, that's the domain for our website. So go check out all the website, AYC.com and uh, see some of the cool stuff that we've got going on. Sign up for our, um, our newsletter uh, because the newsletter will let you know when new blog posts come out, uh, any new events uh, that we might be going to attend, uh, speaking. Uh, any new programs that we have coming up, uh, and a little bit of uh, uh, an opportunity to schedule any uh, consultations with us, uh, any of my guided meditations, uh, Robin and her holistic health coaching, uh, life readings, everything that we do will be detailed there, and you'll be able to uh, find ways to interact with us. So uh, the other thing that you can do is Go and check out the um, Yoga Veda Institute because mm. the stuff that we have been learning there at the Yoga Veda Institute is tremendous. And if you go to the Ujvala Ayurveda and Yoga Center page, uh, Facebook page, uh, at the top there's a pinned post that has links to several of the uh, – programs that are going on at the uh, Yoga Veda Institute, and you can click on those and check it out and maybe sign up to take some classes there yourself and become a classmate. Uh, so yeah, it's, they, it's they very have, cool stuff. They have a wonderful program, Sister Science, which um, is free, and it, and it gets your feet wet. It's like, it's like I don't know, five or two six classes. I don't remember. Yeah, it's like a two-week course. Yeah, 10, ten lessons over, over two weeks. Okay, 10 lessons over two weeks. Um, so it gets your feet wet, and it tells you a lot of stuff that um, you know, we're, we're talking about. Um, it tells you a lot about that, but it leads you 
more in depth. Um, and then, you know, if you wanted to sign up then and become a yoga uh, a Ayurvedic counselor or like myself, an Ayurvedic practitioner or a yoga teacher, they have online yoga teaching uh, certification courses. Um, they have how to be a doula. You can be a, a Ayurvedic doula uh, to help mothers after the babies are born. Uh, so there's there's so much stuff that they cover. The kids club. And they have the kids club, which is I think is the kids club free. I don't I don't know. I, I think there might be a small charge, but the the link is on our Facebook page. So if you go to okay. uh, that link, it'll say here's here are the links to the Yoga Veda programs that we mentioned on the air pretty easy to find it's a pinned post so just look at that and uh, check out any mm-hmm. of those programs there that um that are listed on their page on that post so uh we are coming dead up on the top of the hour and all of our east coast listeners that are staying up late uh we promise to let them go by 10 o'clock every night every tuesday night uh remember in in uh you know ayurveda you're supposed to be in bed by nine o'clock asleep by 10 except on Tuesday nights when you're listening to us. So uh, I want to say thank you to all of our East Coast uh, friends that are staying up late. Say uh, good evening to all of our Central people, Central Time people, and have a wonderful evening to the rest of the world, or day as it were, wherever you are. Uh, We're honored that you take time out of your lives to spend this hour with us. And I think that's about it. Uh, So Robin, did you have any last words? Um, not really. I just I would really like to encourage everybody to uh, check out Yoga Veda uh, on those at those links because the people there have been so amazing to us. I mean, this was really something I've been wanting to do and study for years. But you know, I look at programs. Oh my gosh, I can't afford that. Oh my gosh, I can't afford it. Yoga Veda removed all the obstacles so that I could do this, so that Terry could do this. It's been amazing. These people are truly heart-centered and they care. And they, their primary function is they want to improve people's health and they want to share that with the world. And Ayurveda is a wonderful way to do that. Um, so go and check them out before you look at any other programs because, honestly, they, this is such a complete package program uh, they have the best teachers uh, anywhere, and I, I've just been really blown away by the quality yeah. uh, of the programs they present. So, Absolutely. and they're always accessible. I mean, a lot of these places you try to get somebody, oh, you know, you're having a tech problem or you have a question about some something, and you can't get a hold of anybody. Well, you send them an email, and they always respond within a day. Uh, I've never had an email go longer than a day unanswered. Um, most of the time I can get somebody on the phone and talk directly to them myself um, if I'm really having something that requires me to call. Um, they are amazing, hardworking, heart-centered human beings that run this school, and uh, it's it's really refreshing to see that, it works. you know, you're not just a number and a tuition, you know. Um, yeah. You're actually a human being and a friend. Yep. All righty then. Thank you very much. And uh, check out our website, uh, ujvalaayc.com. And uh, with that, we are at the top of the hour. We're actually a minute past. So I think it's time to say good night and wish you all a week filled with love, 
and with wonder. Good night, everyone, and uh, namaste. Good night. Thanks for listening to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. Join us seven nights a week for exciting programming covering a variety of expressions of faith. And remember, all manifestations of the divine are equally valid.